previously on the Tony Kornheiser Show. Okay, so, so, the, so the kids never saw it. The kids never saw it, though. Now, it was out there this morning, but you have confidence it will be picked up today. I think it'll be picked up today, and this is not the first time that we've had to have deer picked up from our house. Uh, last year, right before we moved in, we got a call from a neighbor behind a us. A deer killed itself. A deer jumped off of a ledge and was oh, stuck no. in between two oh. border fences. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So It's a difficult time of year for deers. It is. They're trying to adjust to the sunrise and the yeah. sunset. <laughs> The Tony Kornheiser Show is on now. From Shad, a haiku for a dead deer after cremation. Are there any services? Who keeps the ashes? (laughs) Um, Bring us up to date, because at one point when I walked past your house yesterday early, that deer was still there. That was over 24 hours. So after we did the school runs, I saw what looked to be a, a DC trash truck, a big service truck, bright orange backing. Uh, no, this was here to collect the deer. Liz said uh, the, the worker got out, picked the deer up by the worker hind legs, man. the front legs, <laughs> uh, slipped the first time, almost lost the deer, but Oof. then was able to hoist it uh, into the truck, which is a good thing because when we left for preschool, the boys noticed that there was a group of black birds, blackbirds, uh, uh, that were surrounding the deer after I had previously Vultures. noticed that uh, the part of the deer had been missing through the night. Oh, so they already had begun gnawing on the deer and yes. taking what they needed? Uh, we were down an eyeball. Oh, really? End. Yeah, it looks like they're going for a chuck roast. Wow. <laughs> but it's gone now. The deer is gone now, but if you look closely, there are still some remains. The deer of the remains are, are still just little tufts of hair. It really brought the neighborhood together. We had neighbors we don't really talk to coming out. Everyone was putting in different 311 requests. <laughs> And I think the neighbors were involved. Mm, They they seem to have more information than an innocent party should have about what was happening in the minutes leading up to the deer's demise. I'm glad it's gone. I'm glad it's gone. There was a... uh, Did you want to say something? I just want to clear up. As I listened to that open, I realized that I said deer's. And there is no, no, no. deers. It's no, a deer, deer. plural. Yes, it's a so. deer and deer. It's a horrible grammatical error. That's that okay. It's okay, yes. deer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's a full moon today. Last night into today, probably tonight as well. A total full moon. And sadly for us in Washington, D.C., it's, it's occluded. It's cloudy. Now, I did see it last night. When I was taking Chessie out, but it, this morning it is not visible. Did you take the last out? night? The the sort of the clouds that are moving in because there were some storms around us just highlighted how beautiful that moon was for yeah. early January. Did you take the boys out to see it? Did not. The boys, uh, I think they had a. Um, this, what is this moon deprivation? <laughs> it's not moon deprivation. It's yeah. called keeping your kids on a routine. You know, but I mean, the, you know that. The moon is visible at 5.30, 6 o'clock at night. You can... oh, we are entering the witching hour. Okay. Oh, where losses become wins and wins become losses? <laughs> if only just start playing, if we start playing that music, I'm sure the kids would march right up to bedtime. <laughs> okay. Did you see that there's going to be a comet in view of us? No. That has not been... My dad bought a Mercury comet. That, oh, really? There's a car called the Mercury the Comet. The Comet of Moomin this, yeah. this comet has not been around since Neanderthal man, so like 50,000 years. Why is it coming back now? Uh, maybe it left a good its deal keys. at Burger King? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be around in the next couple of weeks. You'll be able to see it at night. Can I, um, every night? I think so, yeah. Streaking across the sky? Yeah. Oh, where does it go during the day? Uh, to work, probably. Oh, nine yes. to five. Yes. <laughs> Can I tell my FedEx story? Please. People at FedEx are not going to like this if they hear it. So somebody, um, a listener, I believe, in Pittsburgh, sent me through FedEx a box of something. Oh, speaking of a box of that, we need to thank the Johnny O people. Yes. Steve Young got the box. He got the box? He wore a Johnny O shirt yesterday on the air. He's really thrilled. I'm going to text J.O. Yeah, so he's really (laughs) thrilled about it. He wore it yesterday on the air. He was smiling, grinning, very happy about that. So somebody in Pittsburgh and I don't know the name, sent me a box of something. I don't know what it is. And I got a call from FedEx a week and a half ago saying, we're unable to deliver this. And I said, well, I don't know anything about it. I said, what's the address? And they gave me the address, and the address was Chatter. Oh, It didn't say Chatter, but it had the numbers on Wisconsin Avenue. And I said, well, that establishment doesn't work anymore. Um, there's nobody there anymore. There's a new restaurant coming in. Yes. Why don't I give you my address and you can send it to me? And I know, for example, it's two pounds, nine ounces. Whatever it is, is two pounds, nine ounces, and it comes from Pittsburgh. 
And I patiently and painstakingly gave him my address. And in the next five or six days, it said package delayed, package delayed, package delayed, package delayed. And it was delayed in Maryland someplace. It was here, but it was delayed in Maryland. Okay. Well, you know, what am I going to do? If it's perishable, that's too bad for me. Package delayed. Then I get a notice three days ago, package delivered. I go outside, I don't see it. And I call up, I painstakingly find a number for FedEx and I call up and I get somebody who, as always, is reading from a script. And at the end always says, is there anything else I can do for you? And you know what the answer to that is. Is there anything else I can do for you? Well, I certainly hope you'll die soon. So um, I go through this again and she says, okay. And I give her the address and she says, okay, we'll get it over to you. And I don't get it the next day, and I don't get it the day after that. And then I call one more time, and I get somebody new. Because you don't know who you've talked to, even if you get their names right. Yeah. And this person says to me, there's nothing we can do about it. It was delivered. And I said, well, I don't have it. Your business is delivering merchandise to people to whom it was addressed. Yeah. And this person said to me, your name wasn't on it. It was just the address. And I said, well, if my name wasn't on it, why did you call me 10 days ago and tell me about this? How did you get my name? And as always, I say when I'm going through this, I certainly hope this call is being recorded. (laughs) Yes. So this is so, and at the end, is there, again, is there anything else we can do for you? Well, you didn't do anything for me. Yeah. You delivered this box of whatever it is to an address, an address that exists but I don't exist there anymore. I don't know who exists there anymore. And they took it. And I don't know, maybe they threw it out. But I didn't get it. Now, Michael's position is that... My position is I'm asking changed. for too much. Well, at what point did you engage FedEx in this? At when what point, I called them? No, at what point did you pay for a service? Did you engage? Did you hire FedEx to do something for you? I did not. Yeah, you're on the receiving end of this. So I feel, right. I feel bad for the listener in Pittsburgh. Right. And I feel bad probably because... I assume because it's a listener. Uh, yes, it, that makes the most sense uh, because that address has been associated with you. This is the fact that your name is not on this package complicates it further. And but then, how did they know to call me? Probably because they're looking at any name that has been associated with that business or who okay. has received. They're going who into has history. Received mail at that location before because I got the voicemail as well. This was, I think, December twenty eighth, the first. It's a long time ago. Now, this uh, for me, I've received scam text messages. It's usually scam that are that someone is impersonating the United States Postal Service saying a package was unable to be delivered. Please type into this form your address, your address and your social and, security number. And it's just totally phishing. <laughs> uh, so no one would fall for that except for my sister-in-law who will happily hand over the, uh, the social security number right there. <laughs> so that's I saw that voicemail. I did not respond to it until we were back in that D.C. That was FedEx. Yes, so then I called them up. I have the case number, but FedEx is... I have the tracking number. Doesn't matter. You have the case number. They gave you then the tracking number, but this is, again, a package that was not sent to you in the eyes of the sender. No. Well, no, I'm never going to get it. And, and this always leads me back to what Two I pounds, believe most in ounces. the world, that American Express is a good company. Sure. You call Americans, you pay for that card, you call them up, they talk to you, they help you. Uh, this was, you know, this was, there's nothing we can do for you. Yeah. There's nothing we can do for you. Well, I, see, I'm a little bit different than Michael. I mean, I believe that there's a compact here. I believe that when something is sent, you know, you've got to try a little harder. Especially if you get my address from me and you tell me within the next 24 hours... We will deliver it. We will make good on this. And, and then they didn't do it. They didn't do it. So. Yeah. Uh, and you think the FedEx. And this is, they're not as bad as Capital One. Well. They're not as bad as Cigna. Cigna, which stands <laughs> you'd for. you'd be still paying for that package. Cigna. Callous indifference gives no aid. Cigna. <laughs> right. How yeah. long did that take you? About 15 minutes. <laughs> I got the callous indifference right. I just didn't have the aid, assistance, aid, yeah. you know, amelioration. You know, I didn't know. But you think it's funny? Callous indifference gives no aid. Cigna. I had something with them yesterday, too. That must have been fun. About the MRI. And then, no, they just can't. How much time do you spend on the phone? I spend a lot of time because my leg hurts so much that I can't do anything. <laughs> can't go anywhere. Well, it's, it's I'm a... everybody's worst nightmare now. <laughs> 
I mean, about FedEx, you think how they got, you know, in business in the first place was we'll be more responsive than the U.S. Postal Service. You know, we'll be the guys that will actually go through this for you. And now they're like, eh, now we if don't If only care. they made a movie about it, how good FedEx was at delivering lost packages. So hmm. they have made that movie. Um, so I, I've never had trouble with UPS. So I, UPS, Penn State? UPS just went to the top uh, of my delivery FedEx rankings. FedEx has a huge advantage at number one. UPS is down the list because when they're delivering packages, they don't read the street name. So if you have, say, like me, the same number, rather than going to road, yeah. they will go to uh, the oh. drive oh, lane. Okay. Yeah. Right. And a lot of times Terrace, they'll give you a notification, your package has been delivered. Oh, no, no, no. And then you'll walk out to your front door and you'll be like, well, it's not here. It's I on, got it's that. On, it's on From the truck. FedEx. Yeah. I no, got they, it. It's been delivered. UPS will do this as a safety maneuver so that you can't complain that you didn't get your two-day shipping. Yes. Yeah. So you don't like UPS. I don't dislike them. You I like just, FedEx more. I trust FedEx. I guess you don't trust your father. <laughs> I'm telling this. So story. why don't you? And I asked you, do you want me to go to Chatters and look for this package? You said no. No, no. It's their response. I think it's their. Maybe it is. It doesn't their, have a name on it. How can that be? Well, how I would think they if they call me? if they called you, I would think that your name they must. Call We've had me. FedEx packages delivered there, and I'm sure they have all of these these associated names in a database. They definitely didn't call Alan. No, Alan would have known what to do immediately. Alan knows all the stuff. Well, he's a businessman. Alan has knowledge of things that's frightening. No, really. It's frightening. And connections. All right. Um, okay, I don't really have anything else. Did you watch C-SPAN yesterday? Nonstop. <laughs> no, is that about the Tom, uh, Kevin McCarthy How many stuff? votes are we at now? 11? So, but here's the thing. They have more they're cameras. They're making a compromise, right? They're, they have they're, more cameras gonna... than they're supposed to have, I guess, because they thought for the actual day of, you know, letting people in that they would, it's like the real world. They're just zooming in on people having these sidebar conversations. Everyone is chomping on gum. <laughs> Did they show uh, George uh, Stamos or whatever his name is? Did not, name? See, did not see his, uh, his sartorial choices yesterday. Okay. But there's a lot of cheering. I don't feel, I, there's too much cheering. They're trying to make a deal, obviously. For all I know, they have a deal already. Although, did they postpone till Monday on this? I thought it was uh, later today. Okay, whatever it is. But if McCarthy gets it, let's be fair about this. The only thing that a politician is supposed to be good at the only thing is making deals, right? Politicians make deals so that they can advance their own particular agenda. This guy stinks. He's, no, he's just no, he's Carson Wentz. He's no good. And if he finally gets this job, he will have given away every single power of the office just to get the office. So he will be that guy, Kevin McCarthy, who knows the price of everything and the value of nothing. The only job in politics is making deals. That's all there is. And he can't do it. You know, he can't do it. He's got these 20 guys out on the far right that won't vote for him no matter what. He ought to strangle one of them and leave him right in the office with the other 19 and see what happens. I'm kidding about that. But he's a terrible politician. Nancy Pelosi had this job. She counted the votes. Yeah. Tip O'Neill counted the votes. All of these people that they say weren't any good, like John Boehner wasn't any, he counted the votes. Kevin McCarthy doesn't know how to do it. You don't go up there if you don't know that you can win. How many votes is this? I think it's 11. This is a personal repudiation of this guy beyond anything imaginable. What power will he have if he gets the job? Am I wrong on this one too? No. I don't think so. We'll take a break. Uh, Jason Lockenfora will join us. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is the Diane Kruger effect. We haven't played them in a while. They're crazy, as everybody knows. 
Their new album, Act Now While Supplies Last, is now circulating in all the places people listen to music. I mean, not like in the shower while walking the dog, but rather Spotify and wherever else people listen to stuff. Look, I'm old. I no longer understand these things. If you like nonsense rap, just Google us. But speaking of being old, this song is called Plastic Roots. Is this the one? Yes. Plastic Roots for Jason. And it's five minutes of all the things that are desirable about the... Uh, derisable. So not a word I even know. Derisable. No. About the modern narcissism economy. The track's point of views is probably one with which Wilbon could resonate. It just... It's Berg, right? Yeah, it's the incomparable. <laughs> Love from it. Yeah. And I believe he said that they're having issues on Spotify, but you can stream all of this on the Bandcamp website. Fantastic. Yes. They play in Jason Lock and Fora. You can read Jason Lock and Fora twice a week in the Washington Post, the best thing you're going to read. Just wonderful. Let me start with this because I don't, I don't have to, at the moment, get an update on the health of DeMar Hamlin because everything looked good yesterday. So we can move on to the business of football at this moment. What will the NFL do about the unfinished Buffalo-Cincinnati game? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it obviously, Tony, is something that is still under discussion. Um, we've had the football operations and, and events. Oh, your phone is terrible. Your phone is awful, Jason. What phone are you using? I'm, I'm on myself taking my son to school. Oh, all right. We're going to have to live with it. Go ahead. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've, we've got football operations people who've looked at it. We've got the commissioner who's looked at it. We've got the competition committee who's looked at it. And now we'll get, you know, some ownership uh, review today, and, and we'll see, you know, what the final solution is. Um, I, I believe we're going to end up with a situation um, that won't be ideal because right. there's nothing ideal. There's nothing that I think they could come up with that's going to be completely fair or equitable or could replicate what playing out the entire season would have provided. Um, but I, I think we're going to end up with winning percentage as the ultimate sort of tiebreaker. And I think there'll be a series of sort of ramifications from that. And, and some of which could involve a neutral site game. Um, it, it could involve the one seed perhaps getting sort of their their pick of where how they'd like this to go. Um, I guess it's conceivable that one of these ownership groups could bring a, a, a something to the table, a plan that's different than what, you know, what the competition committee ha- and the football operations staff have sort of suggested is the best way to go. Um, I keep coming back sort of to a coin flip, or, or something akin to a coin flip playing a role in this. You know, we've seen coin flips for draft spots before when the tiebreakers are even. There, there are playoff tiebreakers that currently exist that at, at a certain level coin flip. would come down to a coin flip. And so if there's, in essence, a coin flip that is sort of won by the one seed, which gives them the right to sort of like a kickoff where you decide, do I want the ball, do I want to defend this thing, do I want to defend that thing? Um, I think we could look at a scenario where the one seed ultimately decides, is it more important to, 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 to have some sort of a buy, or is it more important to take that home field advantage and maintain that throughout? Um, that at least gives each of the first two teams, I guess, some say in this. Uh, but again, I, I don't think there's any way to, to manage this situation to where you know what I mean? It it it's like nobody's. Uh, it doesn't seem unfair to anybody, or it doesn't look like some team or teams are getting the short end of the stick. It's inevitable that this will not be as egalitarian as the process that they set up in a perfect world where every game's played. That's exactly right. The integrity of the season depends upon every single team playing the same amount of games, and once you shift that, and by the way. I understand this. I mean, I talked about this yesterday. I would rather everybody play the same amount of games. But I don't think on a human basis you can ask Buffalo to play Cincinnati within a week or so or two weeks or so of what happened. I don't think you can do it. I don't think emotionally they can get on the field. So the jeopardy here is going to be for Buffalo because if you do it on a percentage basis and Kansas City has – 
you know, one more game to play and the same amount of wins, Kansas City is going to have a higher percentage and is going to get home field all the way through. And that is, it's it's interesting to have home field all the way through because in, in September, it may not mean as much as it means in January and February sure. in a cold weather site. But I was talking with people this morning, walking the dog. I was talking with people and I said, look, we're not going to get something where you go, okay, that's great. Right. We're not. We're not. It's not possible now. So, all right. right. And, yeah. And, and the, the sort of second tier to this, and, and again, this is this is all first world problems, but, you know, this Ravens-Bengals game, you could have a scenario where the Ravens have as many wins as the Bengals, the Ravens have swept the Bengals, the, the Ravens have twice as many division wins as the Bengals, and, they're not and getting the in. same amount of conference wins as the Bengals, and the Bengals win the division. That's which, right. You know, the league is trying to address um, with this situation where that, you know, if those teams were to meet in the playoffs, it wouldn't necessarily be in Cincinnati. So um, that's sort of, you know, the uh, there's the number one seed situation and there's the AFC North situation. Yes. And those are kind of the two most difficult needles to thread. So just you can't not talk about DeMar Hamlin. Mm-hmm. We had on PTI the last two days, we had extraordinarily, extraordinary conversations with Booger McFarland and Steve Young. And they are players, so, and people should understand the difference here. They have empathy. The rest of us have sympathy. We're not yeah. players. We haven't been in that. They've been in that. They have been, Jason, overcome by emotion about this. Steve Young said yesterday, we sign up for a lot of things. We don't sign up for yes. death. What is your sense of, I mean, it's been extraordinary to watch players react to this. Yeah, it obviously, you know, it, it hits everybody on a human level, but it hits them on a different level because that's, you know, that was their workplace and, and that was, um, you know, that that's where they were literally in the arena for, yeah. you know, for everybody else to see. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just really thankful that this doesn't happen more often in a sport that is this inherently violent, that is this dependent on collision after collision after collision to make it happen, um, to make the sport work. Uh, I, I can't imagine, you know... What a, even right now, you know what I mean. What a guy like T. Higgins is really feeling in his heart yeah. of hearts, and he's having to deal with emotions that that I could only think about, um, let alone experience. And I'm sure those emotions change from moment to moment to moment, and have throughout this week as the updates on, you know, Demar have come in. Um, and T. Higgins did absolutely positively. He was just playing his – I mean, he's doing his job. Literally, he was just doing his job. He is the innocent and victim in this. in a in sport this. like this, yeah. things will happen, and things do happen. And, again, I'm just heartened by the fact that they don't happen as much as you might think they, they would if you ever did stand on the sidelines, you know, for a full regular season or preseason game um, and just watch and listen to what's going on around you. Um you know, I, 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 I assume, Tony, you know, that the competition committee and, you know, player health and safety committees will think about enhanced padding. And, and you know, there, there have been a lot of advances made in shoulder pads and, and chest protectors that we don't talk about nearly as much of helmets, you know, because obviously concussions have been at the forefront of the movement for player health and safety. But, I'm old enough to, to remember them demanding that guys wear different types of knee pads and things like that. So may, maybe that can play, you know, some small role in it, or maybe not so small. Um, but yeah, this this the, the way this played out on Monday night, um, it, it it's clearly impacted and affected a lot of people. And those two teams in particular who were on the field that night, who saw it all with their own eyes. Um, they're all going to sort of handle it and compartmentalize it because you kind of have to do that eventually to go on and, and take these risks again. Um, but it, it doesn't hit everybody the same way. It, it, it's, it's, I think, probably very a very individual experience. Um, this has happened in lacrosse, and it's happened in Little League yeah. Baseball and in lacrosse now. Uh, there's a certain padding that is right in the chest area, 
and they hope that that cuts this down. I'm sure the NFL will look into that. By the way, um, there there are playoff ramifications this week, other than Baltimore, other than Cincinnati and and Buffalo. Baseball plays all the games the last day. Baseball plays all the games at the same time. The NFL's not doing that. Yes. Um, shouldn't they do that, or is of that course. too much of a TV hit for them? Well, I mean, uh, maybe, but like uh, again, uh, is this about um, competitive balance and everybody being on equal footing and yeah. the ultimate meritocracy, and we settle it on the field, or is it about well, hmm, do we want to have Aaron Rodgers in that final prime time <laughs> window with right. something to play for, and you know what? Maybe even like a little bit of a bump for him because he already knows, you know, the scenario. Whereas, um, obviously, yeah, nobody absolutely should be playing all at the same time. I, agree. I mean, you look at what the World Cup did, and there were there was uh, some ugly instances in the past where teams knew all they needed was a draw, so they changed it so that the final group stage games are all played at the same time. Because duh, and you look at how the English Premiership handles things and the way the final week goes over there and. Yeah, you got to put them all in win- in one window because duh. And here, you know, the almighty dollar and you know, the golden them their heels. That that trumps everything else. Um, that's just the reality. There is no counter argument to that. If this was about making it as equitable as possible, then Jared Goff and and you know Geno Smith and Aaron Rodgers play at would the all same time. In a, in a 4 o'clock window on Sunday at yeah. the exact same time. Good. I'm glad you agree with that, too. Um, you wrote a piece in the Washington Post where you have Harbaugh going to Indianapolis. I'm just going to ask this one question. Why would you go to a team that has no quarterback? Oh. Why would you do that? Um, money. <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> okay. The opportunity to make more money after you leave that hellhole and go somewhere else yeah. and, and get away from that owner. Yeah. There's only 32 of these, and they are an entree to – um, uh, for a lot of these guys, especially a long-term coordinator, um, maybe not so much a Harbaugh, who's who, you know, he, he's he's doing all right. Uh, he's doing all right in the NFL, and he's certainly doing all right in Ann Arbor. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's only so many of these, and guys think about it and dream about it, and okay. um, you talk yourself into the situation that I, I can I can handle this owner, I can find the quarterback, I can make this work. Um, but I don't think there's too many guys who have a multitude of options, too many guys who would be considered, you know, the creme de la creme, the top tier of available talent in this hiring cycle. I don't think there's too many of them All or right. any of them who, when they do their internal rankings about where I really want to be, have Indianapolis um, anywhere near the top. It's, it's at the bottom. Well, it's yeah. not at the bottom. There are two or three teams which are at the bottom, but it's close to the bottom. All right, plug your podcast for us, your, at your radio show, rather. Uh, yeah, you guys can listen to me ramble from 2 to 6 Eastern time um, on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore or listen anywhere on the Odyssey app. Um, and as Tony said, uh, twice weekly during the NFL season, and I'm pretty sure I'll be back doing um, some coverage around the draft for the Washington Post. It's great. Um, it's great work. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. It's great to be back, and I uh, hope everybody there is having an awesome start to the new year. Thank you, Jason. Jason Lockenfora, boys and girls, who is the best. Yes, okay, he's the best. We will come back maybe with Carville. Maybe. Yes, I we think he'll be picks. there. Yeah, I'll explain in a break. He's doing a TV hit right now, but I think he'll be there for and us. And Jeff Ma at some point. We hope from, from Las Vegas. Well, So we could lose them both. But yeah, I think, I think know, we'll get one of them. That's what they pay us to do. <laughs> I'm Tony Kornheiser. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show. Once again, this is a Diane Kruger effect. This is a song called Way Up, and they write 
Robert Berg writes, I'm sure we are, we at the Diane Kruger Effect fully understand that nonsense rap is not your bag and we appreciate the gracious manner in which you have received our ill-advised marketing approach of sending songs to your show, knowing that the 64 to dead demo it commands has almost no interest in them. So we have decided to make our lead single the one true song on our new album. And this is way up. If you like the grooves uh, Chic made popular in the 1970s, you might dig this one. Way up. Plays in James Carville. Carville had another fabulous multi-pick week. He was 3-0 and on his big one, which was Penn State, his blue plate special. He is 20-0. and Let me repeat that. 20-0 and on the six picks that he has made of either triple plays or quintuple plays. He is 20-0. and And even if you only give him six... He's 6-0. His record at the moment is 61-35-3. And And as I say every week, I hope to God you're betting what you say to us that you're betting. Because if you are, you're rich. What do you have for us this week? Uh, Well, I I don't have any uh, blue plates today. They generally come in college games. Right. You're just a restricted thing. But I'll give a lot of picks today because it will be a fun weekend. Uh, The Titans and Jaguars. The Jaguars are 6.5, I think. Yes. Plus six and a half. I would take the Titans in that instance. I'm really? They stink. Yeah. You're taking them. Okay. It's, well, you know, it's, it's still the Jaguars. They're better than normal. But six and a half is a lot of points. I mean, it's just a bucket load of, you know, four-point NFL wins. All right. So you're going to take the Titans. Right. The pa- okay. Patriots and the Bills. The Bills just got hosed by the NFL decision, assuming that Kansas City beats Las Vegas. Yes. Because they, they beat Kansas City in Kansas City. That's right. And Dubai means something. I mean, yes. That, that's a distinction with a difference. The fourth seed or the fifth seed, I guess you could say, well, okay. Uh, but but uh, I, I'm going to take the Bills. I think the I, Bills I think are going to be jacked up to the moon, especially since just, it's, it's a good yeah, report on DeMar Hamlin. Yes. And by the way, yeah, you had and, that. It's... And they're going to beat. They're going to be at home, and you know they hate the Patriots, and I yeah. think they're going to be jacked. I agree with you. And you, you originally that line was at seven and a half. Now it's down to seven, so we're going to give you an extra half. Oh, good yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. All right, what else you got? That's a big half. Yeah, that's a big half. Uh, the Lions and the Packers. Uh huh. In Lambeau, uh, four and a half is is not enough. Take the Packers. Yeah, that's going to – the Packers are going to win. Plus, Detroit could actually, because of the stupid thing the NFL is doing, Detroit could be eliminated from the playoffs before they walk out on the field. It's another bad thing. What else you got? Uh, uh, Rams versus the Seahawks, a, a six and a half. The Rams are a mystery, but they can't be that bad. I mean, six and a half is a lot of points, and the Seahawks are not gangbusters anyway. I think the Rams are that bad. That's just me. I think that they're... I, I, yeah. You know, Bill Parcells is right. You, you are what your record says you are. Right. Then they're back. Yeah. Right? If you saw them last year, how does a team deteriorate that fast? It's, never, it's unprecedented for a Super Bowl winner to be this bad the next year. It's unprecedented in league history. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. And, and this is a bet based on a professional athletes and okay. embarrassed by their performance, and they'll come back. Uh, the Browns and the Steelers are, are minus three at home against the Browns. Yeah. I, I'd take the Browns. I don't, really? I don't, but not much enthusiasm. The Steelers are, Mike Thomas, one of the better coaches in the league. I don't, I don't, they're not over formidable this year. Oh, but this is a chance for Mike Tomlin to uh, reach a level where he has no losing seasons ever in 16 years. You sure you want yeah, to pick I mean, Cleveland? He's a great coach. He's okay. Hall of Fame coach. Okay, yeah, I'll give you Cleveland. Hall of Fame coaches lose too. Okay. And uh, Bengals versus the Ravens. The Ravens are, uh, I think, plus seven. Yes. Yes. Go, go with Joe Burrow. You love <laughs> Joe Burrow. <laughs> that did, yeah. You love him. Each. And then in the college game, that 13 points is just too many. I, I don't know. And Georgia is not a great team. At least they have, you know, I know they're undefeated. They weren't much better than, than LSU. They really weren't. They yeah, gave they up. 130 to 15, but they had a couple of free yeah. plays. We out gained them on the field. I, you know, Sonny Dykes has done some incredible job there. He has. But 13 is just too many points. I tend to agree with that. They gave up 41 to Ohio State, and that's their strength, defense. Yeah. TCU can score. This kid, Duggan is a really good college quarterback. He's really good. I think I was – when that line came out at 13 and a half, I was stunned. I didn't think it would be more than eight. 
I didn't. And now it's 13, but that's a lot of points, James. Yeah. You're right. I agree. Yeah, I'm a big SEC guy, and the betters like the SEC because they made a lot of money on them. And, and uh, I don't know. but I, You're right. Some count, I mean, that's a, Ohio State scored a lot on Georgia. We moved the ball well on Georgia. I mean, that's my was, was – was lighting them up pretty good with that freak field goal play, and then some ball bounces off a kid's helmet or some, something yeah. like that. And uh, by the way, we're going to be we're going to be we got everybody coming back on offense next year. We, that, that LSU Florida State game that they're opening Orlando, it's going to be a big ass college football game. Let me just say this: your greatest pick last week was Tulane. They came back. They were down so oh, many. They came 16. back. That was your greatest pick. That was the gumbo pick of all time. I, I was like, that might be the most improbable college football game ever played. I agree with this. How you can't beat University of Southern California if you're too late? What, are you kidding me? It was great. And they held the ball. The time of possession was 40 minutes for Southern Cal, 20 for, for, for Tulane. Caleb Williams played like he was, I don't know, who, uh, Tom Brady. Five, 465 yards. Yeah, five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. Right. And you won that game. You didn't, you didn't win it with the number. You won the game. Unbelievable. I watched that. I went, Carville, this is insane. He's going to win this game. All right. Mary and I were watching the LSU game, obviously. Well, that wasn't the game, so we turned it on. I was, that was one of the best football games I've watched in my life. It was what what we had, the it, two semifinal games and the Tulane USC game were three of the greatest football games ever, ever. They were, yeah, just great. I agree with you. All right, good I luck. You. Thank you, James. All right, man. Good luck, y'all. Take care, James Carville, boys and girls. By the way, Michael, I don't think I did. I ask you if people like the Diane Kruger effect want to send in their music, original music. How do they do it? You can always send us your music by emailing it to jingles at tonycornezashow dot com. Carville, very excited, but no triple play. 20 no, no triple and plays. 0 in, in the aggregate. That's not bad. 20 and 0. If you actually put just $10 down. I'm just thankful he uh, took the time to come on today, given that, you know, I'm sure his attention is elsewhere, given what's going on in D.C. Um, yeah, well, I, 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 think, I think that Nigel said he was on Morning Joe and took a break from Morning Joe just to be on the show, which is nice. Appreciate yes. that. Is Jeff with us? Jeff is with us. Jeff had a pretty good week last week, 4 and 2. He is 46-36-1. He's not Carville, but who is at this point? And Jeff also doesn't do quintuple plays and sextuple plays and stuff like that. But that's a pretty good week, four and two, doing college games too. You want to plug that fellow you, you had on uh, the podcast on Bet the Process who helped you with the college games because he's done extraordinarily well. His name is Bud Elliott. And, yeah, he was awesome. We had a whole set of podcasts with him. We went through all the bowl games, and we did incredibly well. Yeah. So for hopefully all of your listeners, um, we have seven of them, so hopefully you gave us a few more, and <laughs> they hopefully made a lot of money. All right, what do you got for us this week? Uh, okay, we're going to – There's a, so going to week 18, there's a few things that you need to deal with. There's, like, a bunch of different angles that people think about. There's, like, the – team that needs to win that everyone thinks will play better there's the team that everyone thinks has given up and needs to you know whatever rest people and then there's teams that are very clinched and so we're going to focus on the teams that people think need to win against the teams that people think have nothing to play for okay you identify those games for me tony I don't have a list in, of things in front of me, but I would say that one of them would be the Washington-Dallas game, right? One of them would be that. Uh, yeah, what, I mean, Dallas doesn't have that much to play for, so we're going we're gonna to focus on three games. We're going to focus on the uh, Houston uh, – sorry, there's, well, there's one game that's like literally nothing to play for, Houston versus Indy. Uh-huh. We're going to focus on Houston plus two-and-a-half against Indy. And we're going to take Houston. Indianapolis has given up. They stink. Houston hasn't given up. Okay. Yeah, can you imagine a world where India is favored I against can't. another team? I cannot. I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll actually live in that world. So that's where we're going to take Houston. Okay. And then we're going to take – there's another game where Cleveland yeah, Cle- against Pittsburgh. People think Cleveland has clearly given up. And Pittsburgh needs to win. 
and that line is inflated, and we're going to take Cleveland plus the two and a half against Pittsburgh. Hopefully it goes back up to three. I can give you three. We gave Carville three, so I can give you three. I mean, Carville just picks whatever line he wants. To, so. <laughs> That's exactly right. Why don't you give Why don't you give Carville seven? At that point? So like, All right, so we'll give you two and a half. Well, I'll take the two and a half. Okay. Because, okay. Yeah. And then we're going to take uh, one more game. It's going to be the Rams against the Seahawks. What do you guys have that line at? I've got Seattle six and a half. It's actually down to six, but I think we gave James six and a half. He took the Rams, Again, right? why don't you give him 20? <laughs> right. What are you getting? Six? We're, we're, I, whatever you guys want to give me, but I'm going to take the Rams. So this is so interesting, because we just got off the phone with James. As you know, that is the order of things. And he took Cleveland against Pittsburgh, and I sat here and I said, well, I don't know. Mike Tomlin has a chance to once again have a winning record and never have a losing record in 16 years at Pittsburgh. And he said he wanted Cleveland. I said, the Rams stink. And he said, you know, okay, but Seattle isn't particularly good. They're not world beaters. And you're taking the – I don't know if you want to take the same teams as James, Jeff, but you're taking the same teams. Can you explain the Cleveland and the Rams picks given what I've just said? Well, so what I'm telling you is that people think that the other team that has nothing to play for lies down. And they don't really lie down. And people think the team that has so much to play for plays better. But – there's a reason they're in that situation where they need to beat, they win that game. They're not that good. And so ultimately, there's value generated by betting against the team that, quote-unquote, has to win and betting for the okay. team that really has nothing to play for unless they really just have a reason to rest players. So let me ask this, because you stayed away from this game, and I might have stayed away from it too. But given what we know about DeMar Hamlin and given what we know about the NFL and and how they might or might not deal with the Buffalo-Cincinnati game in terms of resuming it. New England is plus 7.5 at Buffalo. Does Buffalo feel to you like a team that will cover this easily because of the emotions involved, or is it a game you say, I'm not going anywhere near this because I cannot predict those emotions? I mean, unfortunately, I probably would take New England plus the 7.5 if you're giving me the 7.5 because – Buffalo's preparation this week has got to have struggled, unfortunately, yeah. during yeah. this whole time. I mean, how many practices have they had? How much focus have they had? Yes, on that day, you know, if they're playing like something at the stadium that is a tribute to DeMar and all that right. kind of stuff. But the reality is, I mean, I would definitely take New England plus, if you're giving me seven and a half, I certainly, certainly would take New England plus the seven and a half. That's interesting. Yeah, because I don't. I, I would have gone the other way just because I would be swept up in the notion that they would be just raring to go to prove something. But you're right. They had like one practice or two practices. That's all they've had. All right. Thank yeah. you, Jeff. Jeff and Rufus. Wait, I got one pro- more Oh, you, okay. Are you going to do the college game? Are you going to do the Yeah, co- we got to pick the college game. Okay. So everyone now is thinking like, okay, TCU has a chance, what they did against Michigan. But what did they do against Michigan? They won a game by one score that the other team did not score. How many times? Two, three, three times. Three times from the, the one yard line. They left twenty-one points at the one, three, and then two pick sixes. Yeah, and they won by six. They yeah. won by one possession, and now they got to play Georgia. And I just don't. I mean, I think there is a question about Georgia's defense being as good as it's. Yeah, and, and and TCU has a lot of explosive players, and I know all of that. But I just got to think this line at twelve, twelve and a half. You got to bet Georgia, and you got to bet it early because my guess is on the ga- the day of the game, it's going to go up, and it's going to end and close like Georgia minus thirteen and a half, minus fourteen. So if you want to bet Georgia, bet it early, and that's what I would bet. Okay. That's good. Again, at least you can win opposite Carvel on that. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff uh, can Thank be heard you. with Rufus on Bet the Process. And again, 46-36-1. That's pretty good. We will take a break. We will come back with email and jingle. I am Tony Kornheiser. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. 
Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. Here comes Tony's mailbag, got your email faxes, and you know I love this. Here comes Tony's mailbag, gonna read some for all your folks. Why did they break up? Hey, hey Tony. Tony! Come on, come on! You blush every time. Love it. Hey, that mail now baby just totally love that <laughs> just Hot peak hangover. well maybe 2023 we'll see them reunite do you want to do the bethesda bagels ad oh yes uh, bethesda bagels we love them you will as well just go to bethesdabagels.com for the location in the dc area nearest you then pop on in and you'll be thrilled that'll do it for us today before we get to the mailbag let me just say clearing skies and drying eyes now i see your smile darkness goes and softness shows a changing style just in time, words that rhyme will bless your soul. Now fill your hands with kisses and a Tootsie Roll. Sometimes you think you can stump me, but that's written by Bruce Johnson. It's called Disney Girls, and it is a fabulous. It mentions Patty Page. I mean, it is a wonderful, wonderful song that is completely evocative of the 1950s, an era that has gone from America. Thanks to our guests today, Jason Lockenfora, James Carville, Jeff Ma. Thanks to our sponsors, ButcherBox, Policy Genius. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey. If you get the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. A quick tracking note. You have a ButcherBox arriving today. Uh, they wanted to send you some product. Okay. And I have a new Johnny O code that I believe will get set up today, and this one's just for you. TK Nerve. TK Nerve. It's Ooh. yeah, my S1 nerve is yeah. killing me. I wanted to go at TK L5, and Liz said that'd be too inside. No, it's the S1. By the way, is there the any venison name. in that butcher box package? Oh my God. Fresh. <laughs> so listen to this. This comes from Bill Isaacson. Listen to this. I can report that Jeannie was not as forthcoming with you last week as say Bruce Springsteen on an HBO show. You will recall that Jeannie mentioned she had a friend who knew the fireman at her local firehouse who keep the Hallmark Channel on their TV. Yes. That firehouse is Engine 28 Firehouse in Cleveland Park, next to where Yenching Palace used to be located. Oh, yeah. Now Walgreens, I believe. And yes, our mutual friend Lucinda is friends with the firemen there. But it is Jeannie who is known for shooting baskets with them behind the firehouse. Yes, Jean McManus taking them all on at horse. On that basis alone, the Engine 28 <laughs> firemen should be the official Cleveland Park fire officials of the Tony Kornheiser Show. Absolutely. If that's true. If that's true. <laughs> From Scott Nesbitt in Pittsburgh. I read recently that George Santos claims to have thrown a key block that enabled Franco Harris <laughs> to complete the Immaculate Reception. Is there any way this could be true? Fact check true. From David Parsent in Palm Beach, Florida. Yesterday, while listening to a recent email segment of your show, I heard the term rectal repercussions. I eagerly await the upcoming song parody. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll be injecting the phrase into as many conversations as possible. From Drew Allen in Virginia, you never read my emails. I guess only big dogs get the butter. <laughs> we just read it. Uh, from Rick Fawcett in Youngstown, Ohio. I might have a winner for, what, for the What My Dog Ate contest. Mm. Growing up, we had two collies. One day, one of the collies ate an entire bag, about 30 mini glass marbles. The marbles were not harmful and passed right through the dog, eventually being deposited in the backyard. <laughs> to make matters even worse, my father, who was notoriously tight with a dollar, collected the post-digested marbles, cleaned them, and tried to convince us they were acceptable for us to use. Even at a young age, I made the decision that marble games were over in our house. Thanks for all the laughs. From Kirk Warren. Are we still doing numbers? My parents' address is 1515 North 15th, and the last four digits of their phone number are 1491. You guessed it. That adds up to 15. From Eric Van Shaften. Happy New Year from an Iowa Little. Since Carvel is on the heater of all heaters, can he bet the over-under on Wilbon anecdotes that include preferred parking? Um, oh, Al Michaels heard that. Al said he did that game. Al called me to say he did that game, and it was never that cold, that game. Oh, really? Yeah, he said it might have been another game, but that game, he said, never got below 26. Hmm. Al remembers this! <laughs> Uncle Big Al remembers oh, this. The best. That's fantastic. From Brandon Costello. I, too, am a non-swimmer. Yeah, I'm a non-swimmer. From Greg Millwater, signing it Greg M. This morning, on the first day back to the office in school for our kids, I awoke to the Reginald the Monkey song, complete with Nigel and Michael's reluctant participation playing in my head. I didn't know whether reluctant. to laugh or cry. I love it. That's it. Um, I hit all the high notes. Can I do one more? 
Yes. From Joe Brooks in Hemlock, New York. And I don't know where that is, but I would tell you not to drink it. <laughs> yeah, I would tell you not to yeah, drink it. Stay from away Joe from Brooks. that. On Monday's pod, Brendan Borzelli wrote in claiming his golden retriever holds the record for the longest time with an object in its stomach. Sock for 18 days. Well, to Mr. Borzelli, that's nothing. Approximately 15 years ago, my golden retriever, Otter, was with me ice fishing on Kinesis, C-O-N-E-S-U-S, Consus Lake, just south of Rochester, New York. He stepped on the auger I used to drill holes in the ice and sliced his foot open. Blood was everywhere, so in order to stop the bleeding long enough to get him to the vet, we wrapped his foot with a sock using duct tape. When we got to the vet, the sock was gone. Naturally assumed it must have fallen off and thought nothing of it. That was in mid-February. Fast forward to June. Yes, June, four months later. Randomly, Otter goes over to the corner of the room and nonchalantly vomits an object up. Otter. The sock, still wrapped in duct tape. Aren't dogs great? If you're out on your bike tonight, everyone, as always, do wear white. Maybe you could tell me what you think is going on here. And please, speak as you might to a young child or a golden retriever. <laughs> My lady, damn, which made me think of my good friend Dan With his proclamations and his love citations to his wife again and again Well, he doesn't really have a vice Nah Though I probably only met him twice But I see his missus and his hugs and kisses And the filter on the photo's nice Yeah, Dan is savage At the gym with his camera snapping That photo is the proof it happened on his Instagram So modest with his humble bragging And you know I would never add him Cause he must be perfect Based on what I observed And I'm sure that it's what I need To feel some purpose, pure platitudes on my feet For my life to be complete and Got that new life smell With chroma key scenes and TikTok dreams Of my shores and mademoiselles What path can I take to get A cachet and clicks effect Cause the Joneses focus surely ain't the lotus Yo, attention is the corner of the net Jump cut to kneel Top down picks up all his meals Wish I had that kind of appeal to share with the world Is he having a boy or girl? Tune into that gender reveal And more than the rest His arguments are the best It's affirmation if you disagree That he's correct Wish his shoes were on my feet Yeah, that's it, that's a tweet Style key, new wave payday. Meet my fee and I'll lead these all day. Then I'll make a minute boxing NFTs. But first I gotta sell these oils and beads. Yeah, dead dead preaching my eyeballs at least. But I'm cool with my friends that I've never seen. Online likes, rises, I drink G Fuel. Hanging with my bride by the side of my new pool. I'll smile while I walk a mile your soul. Deliver a control door dash of coals. No, I'm not for sale, but before you go, it's an ad read. Be sure to use our code. We're sold. Live in their van. Every second of the live stream worldwide. Ring the bell, like and subscribe. 
get a feed that fam are fine. These kids gotta get monetized. Yeah, they'll be thankful later for that dash of fame. And recognized as an Uber driver. And I'm here for you. Gotta get that influence. I know a guy that got some clicks. Standing next to a bear. That's how to live loud, I swear. Wonder why I haven't seen him since. Whatever this sass, I all pose looking so bad. After going shirtless, yo, to win. Gotta keep them thirst until I get them Benjamins. Freaking brands right on my skin. From the top, you move on. 